Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I'd put a Lindell Maury up there before Ryan I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the battered Finns fans are back to bring you episode two on season two of the Battered Finns Fan Show. As always, with my co-host, the Battered Jet fan himself, Danny G. Danny, how the hell are we doing today, sir? I am doing pretty freaking good, man. With seven weeks until your first preseason game, I football's right around the corner. It's pretty freaking sweet. South Florida's been doing great recently. Yes, I, I've heard. I've heard. Not that I've been paying much attention anyways, you know. Like, I, I have fans who are fans of the Heat and, you know. The Panthers. UM, the Panthers playing well. The Marlins and UM, are doing well. UM apparently was playing well this year, too, as far as uh, basketball goes. So, yeah. you know, like everybody who knows me already knows, my life is about to be fulfilled again after the absence of sports from my life where we're get back to talking Miami Dolphins football. And it's exciting, man. It's exciting to finally be able to drop some content Again, after three and a half week, almost four week hiatus that we've been on vacation and just doing different things, um, trying to get my business off the ground. That's always a great thing to do. And you've had vacation from school. You've had some family time this past week. If I if I remember correctly, you were a week in Orlando. Kissing me, but yes. Okay. I don't okay. like to give Orlando that much credit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> were you at <laughs> Disney only for a whole week? Nah, I went to Universal two days, took my daughter to Harry Potter for the first time. She's a Harry Potter head, so that was fun. And yeah. It's nice. Hot as hell, but, oh, yeah. but very nice. I couldn't do it. But thankfully, you're the dad and I'm not. Mm-hmm. But Danny, as always, we always like bringing amazing Dolphin fans to the show to talk some Miami Dolphins football. Yeah. Now, I tried to get this person last year. And I, they weren't ready to gracious with their presence I, as I'm staring at her. Big time this? I don't want no, she just wasn't ready for the spotlight yet, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. she wasn't ready for the spotlight got yet. It, got it, got it. As I'm watching her in the back room right now. But I, I reached out earlier uh this this offseason and I said, I want you on the show. And little by little, with some convincing, some some coisting, we were able to finally get her on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Planty Snatcher Leslie to the show. Put her in, put her in, put her in, buddy. Boom, there, there she we is. go. There she is. Hello. <laughs> As I was saying, Leslie, it's amazing to have you on the show finally. Um, all I know that is I'm going to thank you a lot this episode. And the reason I'm going to thank <laughs> you is not, not just for being on the show, obviously, right? Because the one thing I've noticed is besides you sh- showing love so much to the Miami Dolphins and to other people who are a fan of the Miami Dolphins, you've been a big supporter of me and what I've tried to do um, as a content creator for said Miami Dolphins. So I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart how amazing you've been with me and the fact that now you've come onto the show to talk some Dolphins football. Thank you for having me. I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. We're just two guys talking. Listen, there's a Jets fan here. How, how nervous can you get? Just if you get stuck in anything, just talk, start talking shit about the Jets and we're going to be fine. That's true. It's okay. I get I get it all the time. Not a big deal. <laughs> all right. So let's start. Before we start talking about the Miami Dolphins, start talking about you real quick. So California, how did the fandom for the Miami Dolphins start in your life? Where did it start and how do we get to where we are today? You want the honest answer? <laughs> honest answer. Honest, honest answer. 
Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I had never heard that, but you know what? That makes sense. I'm surprised more people don't say that. Yeah, my dad was a musician, so he wasn't into sports. Okay. And so obviously the movie was wonderful. It was great. And whenever I was in like middle school, high school, my mom actually started getting into football. So that was pretty cool. She's a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, so you would love that. Um, but yeah, so then my brother picked the Steelers and I decided I would just go with the Dolphins. And then uh, I ended up actually getting married into a massive Dolphins family. So then that just like really within the last 10 years, it's been pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say what what year? Well, Ace Ventura came out a very long time ago. So, is that when your fandom started? Back when that movie dropped? I would say I got like heavy into it about ten years ago. Okay, oh, so eleven years ago now. Well, for over the last eleven years, let, let's go with that time frame. See, me, I've been a fan since '92. So since '92, I had I, I was able to watch Dan Marino, which even though he didn't bring us any any Super Bowls, he was very exciting to watch. And well into when. Obviously, 2000 came, and then we had the Jay Fiedler years and a bunch of litany of different quarterbacks playing for the Miami Dolphins. It's been a hell of a road. So even for the last 11 years where you've become a fan, mm -hmm. th there hasn't been that much excitement to get behind. Because even the Ryan Tannehill years, we really didn't surround that guy with much talent. So the seven to nine wins we consecutively got, Danny, which you said, I hope Ryan Tannehill continues being your quarterback, because I felt like that was the type of wins we could get. We're nowhere on the precipice that we are now. Like now yeah. people are talking about us as Super Bowl favorites. So how exciting is that for you right now? Like, are you excited enough that you might come down to Miami to watch a game in person? I might. I mean, that's the goal. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> trying to get me to go. I'll be at SoFi this year with yes, you Ashley. Um, so that'll be really cool. Last year we went, we got the nosebleed seats. It was fine and then we lost and then it wasn't fine right <laughs> but yeah i mean i definitely the goal is we're actually talking about moving east so that might make it a little bit easier for me well you already have a free ticket you already know that right you already have a free ticket to come, to come with me to the game um <laughs> section 130 row one seat 17 and 18 by the way right behind the miami <laughs> dolphin den zone but alas okay, so Perfect Let's, view of Mike McDaddy. Right. You're like, you'll be right <laughs> there. So we, we have, again, nothing but excitement to talk about this Dolphins offseason. But let's start Let's start with a question mark first. And, Danny, I'm going to come to you right away. We talked about this on the Jetso just a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. one, one name that's been tied to us since last year when we were talking about potentially trading for him is a gentleman by the name of Dalvin Cook. Now, the reason I'm coming to you first is because you already know I've talked to you at length about this while we've been on vacation about how yeah. I feel about him. And then I'll drop my two cents after I hear what you and Leslie have to say. When you hear Dalvin Cook to the Miami Dolphins, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think unnecessary. I think unnecessary, even though because he's a, he's now free to sign with whoever he wants, you maybe you don't have to give up, let's say, draft capital or a player in exchange. So if you can get him for a decent price, I guess you take it because he's a great player. Like, I understand that you guys have Mostert and Wilson, so like he's a, definitely an upgrade. But I felt like they did a good job last year. They didn't run the ball much, but when they did run, I felt like they were effective. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that Dalvin Cook obviously would be a better player. But as far as contribution goes, I thought that they played well enough where Dalvin Cook, although he's a better player, like is he going to average consistently six yards per carry like they were doing last year? I mean, maybe. I doubt it. Now, if they start running the ball more with, with Mostert and Wilson this year, is that going to take a dip? Probably also. So right. I, I think it's unnecessary. But if you can get him for a good price, then yeah, I mean, who doesn't want a Dalvin Cook on their team? Would you consider it overkill at this point to sign Dalvin yeah, Cook? To the Dolphins? I do. I think that you guys should be investing that money in the offensive line. Tyler Lewin. Tyler Lewin. Lewin. Tyler Lewin. He should be the target that you guys are going after. Like, You're preaching not, to the choir. Not a third running back. And again, I understand if you get him automatically, he's RB1, right? He's the first running back. He's a starter automatically. Yeah. But again, Although you don't have a Pro Bowl running back right now, I think they played well enough to where you don't need to spend money on another running back. But everybody likes to play fantasy football, and I get that also. Yep. All right, Leslie, up to you. How do you feel about Dominica potentially coming to Miami Dolphins? Do you see it as a need for the Miami Dolphins? We need him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think (laughs) um, I know a lot of people really want him. I think having him would be great. Ten million per year is not asking a ton for me. For, for a stud running back, for sure. For a stud, but I mean, honestly, I think if he does end up going somewhere else, I think we would be fine. You know, uh, I, yeah. We could, you know, obviously everybody loves depths, but I, I agree, and, and that's the point that I've been making to Danny this whole offseason. And I'm glad that we're finally able to talk about it. Is for me, like Danny said, my guy is Taylor Lewan. Shore up a right tackle position because we already know we don't Austin Jackson ain't, ain't that guy. Liam Eikerberg at the left guard position. He ain't that guy. And I get it. A lot of people are going to be like Taylor Lewan. It gets injured. Well, guess what? I'd rather have Taylor Lewan for eight to nine games, Danny, and the potential that he could protect Tua for those eight to nine games. And it gives me the potential of having Tua for a longer potential full 17 game season. We all have discussed it at length. Will he, will he survive a full 17 game season? We don't know. Because we don't know how bad this O-line is. We don't know what kind of – if they are going to run the ball more and put less pressure on Tua because obviously they weren't doing that last year. But for me, I bring in Taylor LeWine and at that point shore up this offensive line a little bit more than where it is right now. I, I think that the chances of Mike McDaniel running the ball consistently – I'll see when – well, I believe it when I see it, okay. I guess. Fair enough. Because, I mean, he's proven that he likes to throw the ball. And I know he said that he learned that he's going to try to to balance things out a little more this year. But until I see it, I won't believe it. So I see Dalvin Cook as a – I mean, I know he can catch the ball out of the backfield, I yes, guess. But, but how many I, balls – I see it as an I think there's only one football, right? If, last time I checked, there's only one football to go around. And when you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Chosen Anderson, Braxton Berrios, and you have the, all these people you have to involve in your offense, Raheem Mostert could catch a ball at the backfield as well. It's well, like – and 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 like uh, – like you guys were saying, he's going to require, let's say, 10, 10 mil a year. Let's say yeah. you guys have about 14 million cap space right now. I know we're going to lead into another topic in a little bit about somebody else that needs some money right now. And that money needs to go to this certain player because otherwise, you know, you're going to have an issue in your hands next year. And that's somebody that you want to resign right now. Mm-hmm. But if that money goes to Dalvin Cook, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, the fact that you have other people to sign and we're going to be in a potential that the window for winning a Super Bowl is really small. 
because you're gonna Always. have you're gonna have um, Javon Holland that you got to pay here in the near future. You're gonna have a Jalen Phillips, which I believe is Leslie's boy. Especially that picture that they uploaded this off season, just looking mad swole. That's my um, uh, background on my phone. Yep, yep. <laughs> you're, you're you're gonna have to pay that man too. There's gonna be so much good potential on this team that you have to resign. And Christian Wilkins is one of those guys, Danny. Now we were talking about on the Jets show. I was talking about it for sure. He is very important to this Miami Dolphins defense. Now, as a whole, can you survive without having Christian Wilkins? I think you can because Raquan Davis, Zach Zeller, they've shown that when Christian Wilkins is off the field, they, they play a very commendable role. They could get to the quarterback. But I, I, I feel that Christian Wilkins and his team-first mentality is something you can't lose because that's the type of environment that you need on the Miami Dolphins. So, Leslie, I'll come to you. It's Christian Wilkins as much as your boy as Jalen Phillips is. It is a no-brainer for me. Christian Wilkins is one of my favorite players on the team right now. I am all about environment, and I think that he really contributes to the environment with such a positive attitude. Yeah. And didn't he just set the record for, like, the most individual um, unassisted tackles? Yes, he did. Yes, he did as a defensive tackle. Yeah. Right. Now, so. he, may, he may not look as good with the shirt off as Jalen Phillips, but I do agree. Like, Christian Wilkins, he reminds me of a younger version of myself. You know, not as far as the stud that he is on the football field, but that outgoing personality, the, the fact that if he wants to be everybody in the room to be one, that is what Christian Wilkins is. And Danny, like I said, he's very important to keep on this Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah. Well, and I, I think people forget that you guys are going to be blitzing as much as you used to. Correct. Right. Vin so Patrick because you run that. No, he, he does. He barely ever blitzes. And I, it's going to be. And I don't know if Dolphin fans have come to realize that it's going to look very different because you guys are blitz heavy. All of a sudden, you guys aren't going to be blitzing anymore. So because you're not blitzing anymore, you got to get home. You got to get to the quarterback with the people that are rushing the quarterback. Yeah. So Christian Wilkins is going to be a very necessary piece to that defense to be successful because if you're not blitzing, you need your front guys to get to the quarterback. So that's when Christian Wilkins comes in, and you need to pay somebody like that. So I think that he might be more necessary than people are realizing when they start seeing this new defensive scheme coming up this year. And let's talk about that defensive scheme because a lot of people are talking about this is the best defense on paper they've seen on the Miami Dolphins since a certain defense led by Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Patrick Tan, Sam Madison, and those boys. Danny, when you look at this defense, the way it's currently set up, you got Zach Sealer on one end, Christian Wilkins on the other, Raekwon Davis in the middle. Your linebackers are Jalen Phillips, David Long, Jerome Baker, Bradley Chubb. In the backfield, you got Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Brandon Jones coming back from an injury, and Javon, Javon Holland. When I look at this as a whole, I got to agree. Now, is there a Jason Taylor on this team? That could be Jalen Phillips. That could okay. be Jalen Phillips. Okay. Um, is there a Zach Thomas on this there team? There is no Zach Thomas. There though. is no Zach Thomas on this team. I'm sorry. The way that's that Zach, the weakest point, yeah, is the linebackers. And that's where you and I, I'm like, if there was something that go after in the draft, it would have been a linebacker for me and um, offensive line. Obviously, those were not attended to. We went running back in corner. It is what it is. But when I look at it, this paper, Danny, you're going to be facing this team twice a year. That setup and knowing for me, by the way, the biggest addition this offseason on defense is Vic Fangio. The fact that he's never had a defense worse than fifth in the league is what's getting me the most excited. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, great name, great name. But if he doesn't play up to the Jalen Ramsey as before, 
it is what it is. But I think Vic Fangio could get the most out of his defenses the way he's shown throughout his career. So you, as a person who's been seeing this defense twice a year, how do you feel about this defense as the best on paper? Uh, in the league? I yes. don't know if I would say the best in the league. I mean, okay. the Niners are up there. I mean, you've yep. got a few teams that are up there. But I do think that they have the chance to be the best in the division. Are you putting them in the top five? In the league, um, you, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my issue is. Okay, go my for it. issue is that outside of Jalen Ramsey, I haven't seen a big upgrade. I mean, obviously Nick Fangio, Vic yeah. Fangio, I, yeah. I get it. But player wise, outside of Jalen Ramsey, I haven't seen like a big addition. Okay, and this team was very inconsistent defensively. For sure, at home and away, they were two completely different teams. At home, they were dominant. On the road, I didn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. So until I see it, I guess. I kind of like what I said with, with uh, Mike McDaniel and, and running the ball. I have to kind of see it to believe it. I do think that they are going to be probably the best in the division, possibly right there with the Jets, um, because on paper they're stacked. And then you have Fig Fangio. But to say in the league out of all 32 teams, yeah, I, I wouldn't put them at number one just quite yet. All right, Leslie, top five defense. Obviously, I agree with Danny in that aspect that I think that when it comes to our division, just the AFC East, I think that it is going to be the Dolphins and Jets tied for that first place as far as defense goes. But when you hear all those names on this defense, do you automatically start thinking of the potential of a top five defense in the NFL? I'm a Fangie ho, okay? (laughs) (laughs) There is no reason that with him we should not be in the top ten or even the top five. So we have superstars at every single level except for the middle linebackers, but Mm. we're still decent and super healthy. It's the start of the season. Who knows what happens? Right. God forbid anything bad. But top five, easy. Hey, hey, listen, a lot of people shit on Jerome Baker. A lot of people do that. Danny, he's averaging like 105 tackles a season. Like, I get it. A lot of people are like, yeah, but are those important tackles? Are those tackles for loss? I get it. But when you're a middle linebacker and you're still averaging 105 tackles a season, I, listen, it's not Ray Lewis numbers, but guess what? He's still get, He's still stopping the ball. Yeah, I, I'd i have to see where he l- kind of ranks as far as tackles right. go because I think most middle linebackers get that many tackles yeah, yeah. because sure. you, you're in the second. <laughs> so I'm not going to discredit him having that many tackles. I mean, obviously over 100 tackles is, is big, but yep. I think a lot of middle linebackers might get those numbers, so I'd have to see where he stacks up uh, compared to everybody else. But look, I'm not saying he's a bum. No. Drum Baker is, 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 a, is a good player. I think that if he goes down, you guys are going to be – you know, suffering depth-wise, but I wouldn't even mention him anywhere near Zach Thomas either. Well, he's definitely better than C.J. Mosley. I had to do it. Okay. I had to do right. it. I had to do hey, it. That, it's okay. All right, let's talk about everybody's favorite topic. Just so you know, C.J. Mosley had 158 tackles last year. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Let's talk about everybody's favorite topic, Danny. There were some rumors. Now, I myself haven't seen any of the big reporters mention this yet, but you have some of the field guys talking about it, that Chris Greer, and I'm assuming that the only reason that this potentially could be true is because, again, there's going to be a lot of players that need to be assigned, that he was potentially looking to extend Tua now. Not next year. Now, we already know that they already picked up a fifth-year option. So, Leslie... I know how Danny feels about it, so I'm going to come to you first. There was rumors that Chris Greer is potentially planning on re-signing him this year and giving him that franchise contract. What are your feelings about – he already picked up his fifth-year option, but paying him now 
before seeing what he could potentially do this upcoming season. I love Tua. I have every bit of faith in him, especially with how hard he's working to protect himself this year. I think that I think it's a smart move. I, I it's beyond obvious that they love him and he was never gonna go anywhere. Like <laughs> he I just agree. wasn't, you know. So everybody who's saying that that this doesn't need to happen, I mean that's I hope it does. I think I, it would be great. I think that a lot of people, um, and I'm not gonna mention those two individuals that and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about just by what I'm about to say. <laughs> There's there's two prominent individuals that are consistently shitting on Tua. And I honestly think that they do it just for the clickbait of it. Because you get a response out of the Tua non people. You get a response of the people who like Tua. And obviously the people who hate Tua just jump on that bandwagon as well. So they're getting clickbait from all three levels when you mention Tua's name. But Danny, I'll come to you. Smart move to pay this man now before you see what he could potentially do this season. Your thoughts? I don't think so, and I, and not because you don't know what he can do, because he showed what he can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's no fault of his own, but I mean, if he can't stay healthy, how are you going to guarantee this guy money? I I think he has to play out the season. I think Leslie has a feeling about that. I feel yeah. like you should watch some highlights from last. <laughs> no, no, but I I think he could. He's perform. a fan. He's I, a fan. He's a fan. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we lost know, her. We'll, we'll, we'll get her back now. So I think that he can perform. My thing is, I don't know if he can stay healthy. Yeah. And are you really going to pay somebody that can't stay healthy? Yeah. I think that that's the biggest issue because, I mean, look at Robert Griffith III. He was a monster when mm-hmm. he came onto the scene. He was healthy. But would you were you really going to pay him if he couldn't stay healthy? No, you couldn't. So that, that's why I would wait. I think that this happened on purpose that as soon as Danny was saying something that Leslie did not agree with, she decided to leave the show. I'm just throwing that out there. Ashley did that last time. I'm sorry. She did. She did. That's, that's <laughs> twice. That's twice. And it's, it's while I'm speaking, too. Right. Both it times. Was both times so was while you were talking. <laughs> well, let me give you my two cents. Danny, I think from a financial standpoint, it is smart to tie him up now. Because you could clear up even more cap room by going ahead and signing him up now. My second point is, Tua last year, again, concussions have never been a problem with Tua Tungavailoa outside of last year. Outside of last year, he's never had a concussion before reported. Okay? So, I don't know. He may have had one in Alabama. But as far as one that kept him from playing, it's never been really reported. It's been his body not being able to hold up. And I don't know if you've seen what I've seen. Tua's added some muscle this offseason. Now, he got bigger last year. He got even bigger this year. I don't know if him and Jaden Phillips have been working out together, but the boy... Listen, I got to see him in person this past week. I was sitting right behind home plate as he smacked that home run um, while he was playing at Xavier Howard's charity softball game. The guy's looking beefy. And I don't mean beefy, fat. Like, no, no, he's looking swole. So the fact that he's taking care of his body, the fact that he's doing everything possible to stay on the field as, 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 much, as, as much as he possibly can... Financially, we're going to need that extra cap room. I think that it's smart if Chris Greer could get Christian Wilkins to Tua signed to long-term deals now to clear up some of that room for when you have to pay a Jalen Waddle or you have to pay up a Jalen Phillips or Javon Holland. I think it's the right thing to do. I could see that. Uh, the only thing is when players kind of just beef up over an offseason, a lot of times those new muscles, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. they start to um, strain. 
right? That, that That's happened so many times. Like, I'm a big baseball fan. I see that all the time in baseball. All of a sudden, yeah. a guy shows up the spring training. He's buff. Listen, he's and not then, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I'm just saying he's not as big. As, but I'm just not saying. A, he's so, not as little as he was in, in year one. That's all I'm saying. Well, well I, I look, I, I haven't necessarily taken a good look at him, okay? I know you guys went to the softball game, or you yeah. went to the softball game, so yeah. you saw him. Uh, I've only seen a couple of pictures, and, yeah, he looks a little thicker. Yeah. But – I mean, unless the thickness is going to his head, it's not going to stop the concussion. So oh hopefully, my God. I'm just saying that, that that's the issue. Isn't that the main issue? It is. Concussions? I didn't was, mean that in a bad way. It was only an issue last year. That was my point. It was only an issue last year. I the, think that that weren't is, they going to give him a special helmet? No, no. That, oh. That's just rumors that, you know, outside fans want to do. Even the whole thing about having a camera on the side. Of, they made a story about the guy having a camera on the side of his helmet. And as soon as people were like, oh, look at this. Tua needs a special camera on the side of his helmet. My guy, Tom Brady, had one at, at when he was in, in the Patriots. It's like it's been done before. Steve Young had a camera before. It's like it's been done before. But people need to find a way to shit on this man's bed for some reason. Even when he does something good, somebody's got to shit on him. Chris Sims. No. Chris Sims, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, Chris Sims. We're looking at you. Oh, I don't know what happened with Chris Sims, oh, but, oh. but he was was. But at one point, he was an MVP favorite. It's just that right. you know that's he my kept point. getting injured. So that's my point. I don't. So the fact that he was an MVP favorite, I think that that should give you enough to say, you know what? Oh, and by the way, my last point that I completely forgot about too, and then we can move on if you guys want. Who else are you planning on getting? If you don't pay Tua Tonga Vailoa, who else can you get, Danny? Because that means you're going to have to draft a new quarterback in the hopes that he's anywhere near what a franchise quarterback needs to be because there's nobody coming out of free agency. Nobody's going to let their franchise quarterback go to come unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Unless you're well, Aaron I was going to well, I was going to say, like, every year I feel like the, the, the QBs are changing. Last year, Russell Wilson. This year, Aaron Rodgers and, um, and Derek Carr. Like next year, it could be somebody else. But I'm those not guys that haven't won anything. That's my point. That anybody's at the caliber of being able to win you playoff games is not getting released from their teams is what I'm saying. Tua can get you to the playoffs. Tua can win you a playoff game. Now, can he win you Super Bowl? Nobody can answer that question yet because he hasn't had the opportunity yet. But what I'm saying is that he's shown me enough where I can say this guy is a franchise caliber quarterback. Let's pay him before someone else does. Do you think his last three games before getting injured are going to kind nope. of be that? No? Okay. Nope. Blipping the radar, bro. Blipping the radar. Those were some very good teams he was facing. For Those sure. were some very good teams he was facing. And you know what? But that that wouldn't give you some hesitancy to give him that contract, though? No, because I think that you and I both talked about this, and I'm sure Leslie could touch on this as well. Mike McDaniel didn't also didn't set him up for success in those games either. Like there were there were games where they were running the ball 5.2, 5.3, averaging five yards a carry, and they would go back to passing the ball full time. So, and because of those points and not putting a game plan around him that would actually benefit him more, I think they're just more than just the one variable where he had shitty games against really good teams. But listen, even when he went to Buffalo. And Danny, where we were consistently running the ball in the first half, the passes he was completing in Buffalo in that cold weather, there were some dimes out there. Jalen Waddle also dropped a couple of passes. The kid has shown me enough where I say, you know what? I think I'm ready to sign him to that contract. Now, here's the question, Leslie, and I'll come to you. You see what the potential of what Joe Burrow is about to get paid. You've seen what Patrick Mahomes is about to get paid. Are you putting Tua's contract on the same level as those guys when you go and open the bank for him? 
I don't think that I personally would. And I think that he's humble enough to not request a super large sum of money. Right. Um, but with the way that he's so beloved amongst the team and the, the office staff, I think that they might just offer him. Maybe I think so too. Amount. I, I think that he won't be the top paid quarterback. I don't think that he's met that level yet, Danny. And that goes back to the three games that you mentioned before. The fact that he hasn't won a playoff game, right? The fact that he hasn't been healthy yet. I think that's what will prevent him from getting top dollar. But I guess definitely see him getting paid in the top five of quarterbacks of what quarterbacks are getting paid. Because you still have to pay him as a franchise quarterback because he's going to be your franchise quarterback. Well, I, I think that that goes back to the point that you made where financially it makes sense to extend them right now. Because right. if you extend them right now, you won't have to pay him as much as if he has a great MVP caliber type can, season. Because then all of a sudden <laughs> you're going to have to break the bank to sign him next year. So signing him right now would be the smart move. But I, I can't imagine paying him Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow type money at all. Because right. he's had a good five-game stretch and then that Ravens fourth quarter. But outside of that, you can't you can't pay somebody that much money for six games. Run, running backs is what people consider dime a dozen, right, Leslie? Like yes. they figure like you could you could fill in the the running back role much easier. Quarterbacks aren't a dime a dozen, so I think that you have to pay that man because again, if you're not going to pay Tua, who else are you going to pay, Leslie? Nobody. How much was Aaron Rodgers paid? <laughs> Ooh, how much was Aaron Rodgers paid? Uh, two years, sixty mil, so thirty million a year. You want to talk about our pockets? What? When was the last time that uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers won something, sir? Uh, a long time ago. A okay. long time Just ago. Sure. Just making sure. Not to shit on the because I already told you how I feel about the Jets. I feel like the Jets and oh, Leslie, here's a good question to leave us on. In the division, Leslie, who do you feel is the biggest competition to the Miami Dolphins? Mm. You, really, you really had to come come mm. here. Okay. Mm. I don't want to say. <laughs> you have to say it. You got to say it. All right. In AFC, is that what you're in asking? In the AFC East, in the AFC East, in our own division, in our own backyard, who gives you the biggest fret to be able to impede us from getting that AFC East crown? Listen, listen. Nobody gives me a fret, okay? Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, but what I really like to see is when we play the Bills. So I'll say them just because I like the competition and I hate the fans. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I think we could all agree. We all think the Patriots are going to finish last in division. Yes, yes, yes. Correct? Yes, across the board? Mm -hmm. Danny, for me, for me, I think Josh Allen has taken a step back. I think that, again, a lot of people have shown – listen, I still think he's a stud at quarterback. I'm not Yeah. I'm not shitting on the guy. What I'm saying is that you have seen that when he the game is on the line, he either throws a pick or fumbles the ball or makes a stupid move. Now, yeah. the guy can still win you games with his legs. He can still win you games by tossing the ball 89 yards downfield, a perfect dart to Stephon Diggs. But what I'm saying is I think that team didn't get any better in the offseason where the Jets and the Dolphins did. So for me, the only team I'm kind of worried about as a full team is the New York Jets. I think the New York Jets will give us bigger problems than the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. I think you might be sleeping on the Bills a bit. The I only do. thing that, that makes me I feel a, a bit better is that that it feels like stefan Diggs. there's something going on there yeah and i feel like that alone might mess up the chemistry on the offense and hopefully it's an issue with josh allen i know that's messed up to say but whatever i hope they have an issue and i think that that might derail the bills a bit so i think that that's why i think the jets and dolphins might be 
one and two in the division. But I, I wouldn't sleep on the Bills because, I mean, Josh Allen to me is still a monster. First of all, I'm not sleeping on the Bills. The only team I'm sleeping on hit the snooze button three times is the New England Patriots. Yeah. I think the Patriots – and listen, I hope the New England Patriots go 0-16. But I will tell you one thing that I hope. 17. Um, oh, I'm sorry, 0-17. But you know what I do want to see? I want to see one guy succeed more than anything, and it's Mike Gesicki. Leslie, I want to see Mike Gesicki have a great year for the New England Patriots, even if it ends up that they win no games. But I think that with Bill Callahan as the offensive coordinator now for Mac Jones, I think that they're going to use, and I hate to bring his name up um, for, for the things that he did, but Danny, do you remember when they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez in New England? Gronk yeah. was Gronk was used more as a blocker and a pass catcher than Aaron Handers was the mainly the pass, pass catcher. catcher. Uh -huh. I think that's how they're going to use Mike Gesicki this upcoming year, and I think that that's him and Devontae Parker. And listen, listen, you know how I feel about Devontae Parker. I don't think that guy's ever going to be good, but I think Mike Gesicki does have the tools to succeed in that Patriots offense. Now, do you see the tight ends being uh, used a little more this season? Do you mean for us? Yes. No. No, not at all. I think Durham Smythe is a great blocker, but he's not so good at passing. Now, you throw him a five-little yard dot, like the rollouts that I was telling you last year, he's good mm -hmm. at those little Jason Witten routes where he runs five yards, boom, gets open, and you throw him the ball. But we really haven't shown. And remember, we did get a couple guys from Denver, and I forgot the other guy's name right now at the moment. But I don't think there's anybody in the tight end room, Leslie, and you could, by all means, let me know if, if you feel any differently. I don't think there's anybody in the tight end room right now that's going to give you pause if you're any other defense coming in to face the Miami Dolphins. We have weapons at running back. We have weapons at wide receiver, Danny. I don't see anybody putting the fear of God in our tight end room. Yeah, neither do I. I, 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 I because Mike McDaniel coached uh, – Kittle? Uh, Kittle. I thought that you guys would be all in on the tight ends in the red zone, and I, I was shocked when I saw you guys play last year. Did you not so, remember our shows from last year when I said, oh, my guess yes. the okay. That was our intro for a while, okay. yes. Right. I Listen, Leslie, I, I said the most blasphemous thing last year, and, and I ended up being wrong. I thought because Mike McDaniel was coming from the San Francisco offense and he had George Kittle, I said, it's going to be Travis Kelsey, it's going to be George Kittle, and it's going to be Mike Gusecki. I I honestly felt that way. I honestly felt that he that he was going to come here. Mike Gesicki was just going to turn into a 1,200-yard tight end and obviously did not end up going that way. But nonetheless, Miss Planning Snatcher, before we leave, again, it's so amazing to finally see you here live and in person and not as my background on Twitter. Um, but <laughs> tell the wonderful people who follow the show where they can find you. <laughs> um, you can find me on OnlyFans at the Plenty Snatcher. Uh, it's the same handle, so it's not confusing. So if I get fired, it's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worth every penny. Worth every single penny, guys. Just yeah. throwing that out there. I don't know. Oh no, I wasn't asking. I, I was saying. I was saying. Oh, I was, okay. I was, I was gonna say you tell me, but I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> worth every dime worth every dime but on next week's show some some more people that you know are going to come by and uh, we're going to be discussing the dolphins schedule at length we're going to be picking some wins and losses and next week on the batter fin fan show danny we will be joined by big e um on the show and miss doll freaky will be gracing the show next week as well 
So Ooh, awesome. Th yeah, that's going to be an exciting time next week. And I'm sure that you'll be tuning in, right, Leslie? Obviously. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mr. Hey, popular. Uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, I did want to uh, say this before we came out. I, I looked it up. Jerome Baker wasn't in the top 50 in tackles last year. I uh, did. You, you know, you didn't need to end the show like that. You you didn't have to do that. But I, well, I, just, I wanted we, we, we had kind of left that open ended. And I, I want to let you know he was 55th. Uh, I, I 55th appreciate that. And anything else that you want to throw in there before we leave? No, I think that your defense will be good. I think you will probably be for sure a top 10, maybe a top five and possibly the best in the division. I think that the success of the Dolphins kind of just lays on to his uh, health. Tua. Yeah, to his health. That, that's what yep. it's really going to come down to. Well, ladies and, and gentlemen, Tyreek Hill not getting arrested. Oh, Jesus Christ. All he did was slap a guy in the back of the head. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, I don't We've know. I just saw the news pop up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphins of all ages, just remember that the, the, the Battered Fin Fan Show is moving to its own Battered Fans channel. We will make sure to link that below so you guys get it in the Twitter. Um, for the time being, it will be uploaded on the Beer Fanatic channel and the Batter Fins fans just to make sure that we accommodate everybody moving from one channel to the other. Uh, but listen, another big show next week. Leslie, thank you so much again for joining us. Mr. Danny G, Batter Jet fan, sir. It's been a pleasure. Peace out, y'all. Have a good one. <laughs>